It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Thursday morning in Wax, she cranks my tractor. Every time I hear that song, I think back to my childhood on my uncle's farm out in western Iowa. He had an old John Deere. I don't remember what model it was now, but I used to drive that all over the place doing hauling manure out of the chicken house and everything else. And and if you didn't park it on a hill so you could coast it to start it and pop the clutch, you had to crank the tractor with a crescent wrench and a flywheel. And uh, that could get kind of dangerous. Oh, he'd get mad. And I said, well, there aren't any hills. We're in western Iowa. There aren't any hills out here. So anyway, we'd get in trouble if we'd park the tractor on a flat spot until we find a little a little rise in the driveway someplace to get it rolling but she cranks my tractor we used to crank it with an old crescent wrench to get her going but uh, we've all got stories don't we good morning at the shank of the day on a thursday morning at wax bob and jill taking a look at the farm news this morning and uh we birthed another calf right we did rose came through did she really with what with a bull calf named Guzco. Guzco, huh? You, after Doug up at the <laughs> up at the Farm Credit in in Rice Lake, Doug Kuchko? Uh not my calf. Oh. So I just sent out the message that she calved and and named it Kuchko. Yeah. Well, next time you tell you see Doug up there from uh, our Farm Credit folks, Compeer sponsoring our FFA on, and you'll see him pretty soon because Barron and uh, Prairie Farm are on the schedule here not too long down the road. Yep, I'll get to see him on Monday. All right, so you let him know that uh, there's another little Kuchko running around. <laughs> I Just will. tell him that. Say, there's another little Kuchko running around. Did you know that? <laughs> he might get a little nervous. He might. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. All right, other things going on. The sign is up over at uh, Farm Technology Days. Over in Loyal, over into Rail Acres, beautiful sign. I haven't seen the sign itself, but we've seen pictures of it. Kristen, uh, our Kristen Smith, of course, is uh, working very hard on that in Farm Tech Fest. But this sign is over 8 feet tall, 8 feet wide, weighs 650 pounds. They had to get RZ builders out there to hang it with some equipment. But uh, Lisa Srechek carved this uh, wood cover with her chainsaw. And from what I see, it is a beautiful sign. So if you're driving around Rail Acres and uh, get to, to the farm, you will definitely know where the show's going to be because you'll see that sign. And um, got word that uh, no gravel roads. You won't have to travel on gravel roads to get to Farm Tech Days in Clark County. And that's an accomplishment because they have gravel roads in Clark County. So things are progressing well. But a beautiful sign. Again, Lisa Srechek from over there has been doing wood carvings with their chainsaw for years and years and does wonderful work so uh, get over there and take a look at it it looks like it is a beautiful sign weather well i don't know if i'd call it beautiful but it's not bad wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report quick check of our weather forecast our skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by markward motors remember markward has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily, check them out at markwartmotors.com or on the lot. And it looks like there's a chance of some rain later on tonight and into tomorrow. During the day today, shouldn't be too bad. Should be a nice day. A little fog out there this morning in some places, so be careful of that. We'll have a high about 73 today, 69 tomorrow with, again, some rain early on Friday. Saturday, a slight chance of a few showers, but it's going to be cool this weekend. Only in the upper 50s, both Saturday and Sunday, and then low to mid-60s on Monday and Tuesday. But uh, sunny skies, it looks like, on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. It's 47 degrees right now here in the Chippewa Valley. Again, looking for a high. But 73. Be careful if you're farming. It's 5 o'clock, about a minute after now. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Department of Homeland Security is warning about threats from extremists on both sides of the abortion issue after the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court leak. An internal DHS memo told law enforcement partners to be prepared for threats of violence that include burning down the U.S. Supreme Court and murdering justices, members of Congress, and lawful demonstrators. 
The federal government is acting to help families as the country suffers from a shortage of baby formula. On Wednesday night, the House of Representatives passed a bill to provide $28 million in emergency funding to the FDA in hopes of getting more formula. This came after President Biden announced that he was invoking the Defense Production Act to help stock shelves. The Defense Production Act gives the government the ability to require suppliers to direct needed resources to infant formula manufacturers. President Biden is also launching Operation Fly Formula to use federal planes to bring formula in from other countries. The White House was pressed yesterday on Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's warning that more interest rate hikes might be necessary until inflation is curbed. Federal Reserve is independent. We leave them to make their own policy decisions. We do not get involved in that. During a briefing, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre noted that the Fed is an independent entity. Powell's warning prompted stocks to tumble. Elon Musk is switching parties. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO tweeted on Wednesday he can no longer support Democrats, so from now on he'll vote Republican. Musk said he voted Democrat in the past because they were mostly the kindness party. He said the party has now become one of division and hate. The world's richest man went on, saying, Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. And the opening bell rings this morning after a brutal day on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted over 1,100 points for its worst loss since 2020. The sell-off worsened throughout the day, and Target's poor earnings report didn't help matters, all but confirming investors' fears of major inflation impacts on the economy. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance, and Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a little closer look at our weather, we're looking for a high today around this area, about 73 degrees. There is some fog out there this morning, so be careful of that. Now, there is some rain likely later on in the day and into the overnight hours and into early tomorrow, so be aware of that. I don't think it's going to be real heavy, but again, it could change your plans a little bit. So 73 today, 69 tomorrow. Then Saturday, a slight chance of some more showers, 57. Partly sunny then, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, next week. But uh, temperatures only upper 50s to mid-60s right now. 42 in Medford, 48 in Rice Lake and Wausau, 49 at Marshfield. La Crosse is at 56. It's 52 in Green Bay. Madison, Sun Prairie, partly cloudy and 54 this morning. Fog and 50 around Milwaukee. And uh, did you see any fog coming in this morning in, on your route? It was a little light fog all the way in. All right. I didn't see any, but maybe I was in a fog. Who knows? But it is out there, so do be careful. Currently, 47 degrees here in the valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. But did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Rural Mutual Insurance, of course, bringing us our early morning look at the markets as they do each and every morning. We appreciate that. And Jill, let's start again with the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 130 to 150 with mixed at 101 to 129. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 148 with mixed at $1 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 36 and a half with selects at 65 to 121. Cows are 65 to 112 with bulls at 60 to 109. Butcher hogs are 81 to 95 with sows at 52 to 64 and a half. 
Boars are 20 to 28. New crop market lambs are 225 to 230. Feeder lambs are 225 to 315. With ewes at 70 to 140. Small goats are 25 to 150 dollars. Medium goats are 135 to 315 dollars. And large goats are 200 to 340 dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle futures, live cattle and feeder cattle were all lower. Lean hog carcass contracts were higher. June live cattle one thirty one fifty at the close. That was down a dollar and a half. August one thirty one seventy down one seventy seven. October at one thirty seven ninety two down a dollar sixty. And December live cattle one forty three eighty down a dollar fifty five. Feeder cattle for August one sixty five eighty down ninety seven. September one sixty eight forty five down seventy seven. October feeders at one seventy seventy two. That's down sixty five cents. And November one seventy two fifty two down fifty seven. Now the hogs, which were higher yesterday, June lean hog carcass contracts one oh six ten up ninety five. July at one oh eight fifty two up seventy seven. August one oh seven eighty five up sixty. And October at ninety one eighty up thirty two. And on the Board of Trade, the markets were lower yesterday. We kind of led the markets lower with a little bit of rain. And, uh, of course, there were some outside markets that were lower as well. So pressure on those prices during the day. And mixed overnight. July corn down another two cents at 7.79. The oats up a penny at 6.43. July wheat down 14 at 12.16. Soybeans for July up seven cents overnight at 16.69. And meal up a dollar sixty at four hundred fifteen dollars and sixty cents. Barrel cheese held at two forty five. The blocks up a half, two thirty seven and a half. Butter up two and a quarter at two seventy nine and a quarter. May class three was these were down single digits for the most part at class three prices. May down four at twenty four ninety eight. June down two at twenty four fifty seven. July down four cents at twenty four forty. August down a nickel at twenty four oh four. And September down a dime. At twenty three fifty five, so that's the way the markets look this morning. We're uh, almost ten minutes after five o'clock, forty seven degrees, and again a little fog out there. So be careful. I don't think it's real thick, but uh, you never know when you get to the river. Some low spots. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And uh, coming up, we're going to hear a little bit about. Strawberries. You were out in the strawberry patch already, huh? I was out in the strawberry patch. Okay, where'd you go? I went down by Foster, Wisconsin. Oh, that's good. And the Mackawam patch. Yep, the Mackawam patch. All right, we'll hear about that in a little while. But first of all, auctions coming up. The folks at Stephus Auction Group have one coming up. I had a chance to talk to them the other day. The Stephus Group, one of the largest uh, rural auction groups in the country, has a very unique auction coming up. And Ashley Hoon is with us from Stephus. And Ashley, it's in May. Tell us about the auction and what you're doing. Very unique because it's in more than one state. Yeah, actually, uh, what we've got here is the former assets of Pipeline Foods. And they have five different grain elevator facilities in three different states. And each one is unique. They're different sizes. Some did milling. Uh, some were just storage facilities along a rail line. All from Pipeline Foods obviously went through bankruptcy last fall. And now we're selling for the bank that owns the real estate. Tell us about these facilities in North Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota. Soda, as you said, they vary in what they can do and how you can use them if you want to take them over. Out in Bowbells, uh, North Dakota is probably the largest storage facility along a rail line, and, and in the future that could be used for wheat, canola, corn, soybeans, whatever you'd like there. Then as we go into Moorhead, Minnesota, that one's a very commercial area in Moorhead. Right now it's being used for storage, but it could fire up. There's still some color sorting tables there as far as uh, gray organic grains is what they use it for. But we've got a lot of seed companies interested in that one. And then as we move into the middle of Minnesota, on the east side, just south of Oatana, is a little town called Hope. And that one was the big facility that did the organic. There's a lot of organic air carriers in that area. That was their mainstay there. So again, along the rail line, south of there is Allendale. That's more of what I would call a group of farmers or a single farmer might come into that one and buy that facility just for the storage. And then we've got Cresco, Iowa, which was a grain milling facility. So these can be split up. You're not selling all at once. No, you get to buy them individually. If you want to buy more than one, then you just got to be high bidder on both of them. How is the auction going to be handled and when? 
So it's May 24th, and it's an online-only auction, and what's going to happen is there'll be the five lots, and you just bid on them. And so if you've ever been on our timed online auction, if someone bids within the last under four minutes, the clock resets to four minutes, and none of them will close until the bidding has stopped on all facilities. What are we actually buying at all these facilities? Real estate, grain bins, equipment that goes with it? You're buying the real estate. Everything that's a fixture and in place is going to go with it. The only few things that don't go with it are some of the forklifts and mobile equipment. How big uh, in general are these facilities as far as the land base? Do they all vary? Yeah, it varies from five acres to 50 acres on some of them. And again, when will the actual auction be held and how will it be held? And if folks want to go on ahead of time to take a look online at what each of these facilities looks like. Yeah, really just go to our website, stephasgroup.com, take a look at it. It's the May 24th auction. We're giving tours all the time. We've got groups flying in from all over the country. Some of these bigger companies that are coming to look, you know, they have people all over the place and they want to all fly in together so we're just telling people you get your group here and we'll get you a tour and uh, get it done soon because again that auction closes may 24th at 10 o'clock grain elevators in three states north dakota iowa and minnesota all put on by the stuffus group ashley hoon is with us to tell us how it's all gonna work agriculture it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, where are we at? Quarter after 5, 47 degrees, a little fog out there, heading to about 73 today. All right, let's find out what else is going on in the world of agriculture, Jill. June might officially be called Dairy Month, but it also can be called Survey Month. That's because the National Agricultural Statistics Service is getting ready for some major surveys again next month. The June Agricultural Survey and the June Area Survey. State statistician Greg Busler says the two surveys are the most important surveys of the year since they provide the information needed on commodities grown in the state that lawmakers use to develop policy and programs. Nearly 4,300 state farmers will be asked to provide information on planted and harvested acres for all crops, including biotech crops, as well as on-farm grain stocks. The surveys also ask about livestock inventories, land values, and the value of commodity sales. Some of the results will be published as early as June 30th. All information from these surveys is kept confidential. And that means that you have to reply. If you don't reply to the survey you get, they will come after you, and they will get that information from you. So, again, it's all kept confidential, but if you are one of those uh, survey participants, you have to supply that information. It's a law. It's just that simple, and, again, it's not information that's shared with anybody else. What else is going on? 7th District. Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany is leading an effort in the House to delist the gray wolf of from the Endangered Species Act and ensure the action wouldn't be subject to judicial review. The supporters of the Trust the Science Bill say the gray wolf is a success story in its recovery with over 6,000 wolves now living in the lower 48 states. But it's time to delist wolves to protect livestock, pets, and farmers. In 2020, a California judge vacated a decision that had delisted the gray wolf from the endangered species list. Sales of E15 ethanol blends get a boost in Iowa this week. That's because Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed a bill that will expand E15 use across the state by 2026. That means by that year there will be about a 1,000 gas stations in Iowa, selling E15 versus the 300 that currently sell it. That new bill will also expand the availability of a 20% blend of diesel and biodiesel in Iowa. Biofuel supporters call this a game-changing bill and are using a theme of Iowa Today, America Tomorrow when it comes to biofuel usage. All right, and of course, earlier we got the president saying, yeah, it's okay to do it year-round, but... You know, are there any teeth in that kind of a proclamation? And uh, obviously not. So, again, Iowa taking the literally the bull by the horns and saying, yeah, we support our biofuel industry and uh, we're going to 
make it available. So uh, some stuff from Iowa that's very, very important. And, of course, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but the Allison Dairyland finals beginning on Saturday night. We all know who our 75th Allison Dairyland is, and, uh, you know, we plan to be there. I plan to be there for the uh, for the finals on Saturday night to hear Julia Nunes say goodbye after two years as Alice and uh, find out who our newest Alice is. We will uh, tell you who they are and where they're from tomorrow morning. But uh, for right now, we'll just let you know that uh, pretty good number from western Wisconsin. Almost 19 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. Coming up next, we're going to hear Jill talking about strawberries with the Macawams from around our area. It's about 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So many good things to look forward to at this time of the year. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. You know, you just take a look around in a matter of uh, 10 days' time. How many more colors are out there? The flowers are out there. Grass is greener, and, of course, farmers getting a lot of work done. And that's not just when you see those corner bean planters out there going. A lot of farmers are busy, including our Wisconsin strawberry growers. Jill, you got a chance to find out just exactly how the crop's coming along. And despite, I guess we'd have to say, a little bit of a delayed start this spring, everybody with strawberries seems to be pretty happy, huh? Yes, they do, Pam. I had the opportunity to talk to Paul Macawam from Macawam Orchards and Strawberries. Just the other day, this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. We started out talking about the cold weather and if it was going to set him back. And he was very positive that they were not going to have a problem and the harvest would be on time. But the weather actually is good for strawberries and and apples. Um, The nice thing is that it's been cool. And when you're growing strawberries, uh, the longer it could stay cool before you uncover them, the better off you have of preventing a, a later freeze. And did you just uncover them? You said that was a little bit behind this year? Yeah, we just uncovered them. We usually uncover them about April 12th. So we're about two and a half weeks behind as far as uncovering them. That doesn't mean that the season will be two and a half weeks later. It's just that we, if, if we get some heat and warm weather like we're supposed to get this next week, they'll catch up. But it is later. When approximately do you think we're going to be able to pick those little buggers? Uh, usually it's around June 18th or 20th we start. Uh, again, it all depends on the weather. But in the past years, that's about been our starting date. And along with that starting date, how long does your season usually last? Uh, if we can get four weeks, that's fantastic. Most of the time, three weeks. Again, if it gets real hot in July, uh, then the berries, they can dry up or... Um, sometimes we just get picked out, too, and we just don't have any berries left. So we jumped right into the harvest of them. But there's a lot of things that you have to do ahead of time to get those berries going and get them out toward the public. What are some of the updates that you've just done here on the farm? Well, we just put in some underground irrigation. We did that because last year was such a horrific year for the weather. Um, this way we... We don't have to worry about, actually, we have people sometimes drive over the pipe. Um, this year, it's all covered. Don't have to move it, and um, it's good to go. And we just finished that up. You're talking about irrigation. Do you have irrigation through all your strawberry fields? Yep, I have irrigation through all the strawberry fields. It's a must in our area because out of the 20 years that I had it, I probably only didn't use it one year. So that means every year we have a frost around May 15th to the 20th when the um, berries are in blossom. That's another thing about this year. The blossoms may be a little later, so that'll prevent, you know, the, the freeze may come a little sooner and they won't be in blossom, so we won't have to worry about it. This really isn't the traditional irrigation because you're talking about using the irrigation to protect from frost. How does that work? Well, the way it works is if the weather gets down to about 34 degrees, I start the tractor up and the irrigation is run on a PTO pump. And as long as you're putting water on the strawberry plants, that it protects them. And what happens is that as the, as it gets colder throughout the night, um, ice forms. And believe it or not, it's the ice that keeps the strawberry blossoms from freezing as long as you keep putting water on them. So you're protecting them from frost. But you do have a lot of different kind of 
pests that you have to take care of out here. So what do you guys traditionally do for your pests? Well, for the pests, what I do is I usually start scouting once the buds pop out, and I'm looking for the clipper. There's some other bugs, but if we do have a problem, I do have to spray a pesticide. Um, I only like to spray if I need to, so um, hopefully it's not too much. Along with those pests, you guys take a real independent look at your weeds, and how do you control those? Well, what we do is we start weeding as soon as they start to pop up. So that's, that is, that's a problem, the weeds can be. But um, I get pickers to pull the weeds, and they, we, we do that for sometimes two weeks to pull the weeds. Weeds have always been a problem, but we do have the straw. So what we do when we, un- when we uncover the straw, we just roll it over into the aisle, and that helps keep the soil moist, and it also helps keep the weeds down. So let's take a look at some of the varieties that you use out here at Foster. Uh, I grow three varieties. I grow Jewel, I grow Cavendish, and I grow Wendy. And the reason I grow three different varieties is because they're spaced out and when they ripen. Wendy starts the earliest, and then Cavendish comes in about a week later, and then about six, seven days later than Cavendish is Jewel. And how do you make these choices just so you have a variety of harvest times? Uh, that's one of the reasons. Another one is to see which, which berries are winter hardy. And those three varieties are very winter hardy, and they can produce some pretty good yields over the years. And um, I usually keep a bed for about four years. And then I, and then I, I rotate it, and I plant usually some rye or some other type of grass. So it's usually about three to four years is how long I keep a bed. So we're going to slide back into harvest. Are your beds open for people to come in and harvest, or do you have them all pre-picked and sent out? Well, we have about eight and a half acres of berries, and some of them are pre-picked, and we sell them up in Eau Claire. Um, the other patches are used for U-pick, and yet we have people that come out to pick them. They, we open at 6 o'clock in the morning, and people are usually here about quarter quarter to 6, waiting to get in. We just uh, I just take them out. And then give them a row, and they pick. As a, as a person that's been out here, it usually fills up pretty quick. Last year, I know it was wall-to-wall cars, and I was here before 6 o'clock. So do you ever really run out of berries during the day? Uh, we do. We're only open from 6 till noon, and there are times when we have closed at 9 o'clock because um, there aren't any more berries. And, and it's amazing. People, they, they understand. They, they're not... They're not upset, they understand it, and then they'll say, well, we'll try again in a couple days. And along with that, so how long does it take, once you're kind of picked out, how many days or how long does it take for the next berries to ripen up for you? If it's sunny out, it usually takes three days. It's amazing. I can go out there one day and look and see that they're not ready, and the next day, all of a sudden, all you see is red. So it happens, it just happens real quick. Boy, I'll tell you, there's nothing more fun for me anyway. I love picking strawberries because I have to sample the product as I go along. And it's always interesting. Some years, nice, big, red, juicy berries. Other years, they're still nice and red, but they're maybe not quite as big and sweet. Oh, I love picking strawberries. Yeah, I do too. And you know, picking and sampling right out of the field, that is one of the best summertime things for me. Really is. And he said uh, he expects the season to be right on schedule. Yep, it's supposed to be right on schedule. And the cold didn't bother them to get started because their plants are all covered up. Well, that's true. That's true. And hopefully we uh, won't have insect or clipper weevils or any of those nasty buggers around when we get to... uh, get to picking but it's not far june's not that far away and uh, have fun picking yeah it's uh it's unbelievable i i know some people that can't hardly get around and then i'll see them out in the berry patch and they're hunched over and they're digging berries i thought well you, you know, they leave their cane or their walker on the end of the road down on the ground they get and it's uh it's a fun time picking berries so maybe we'll see you in a berry patch 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. I don't know if we'll see him in the berry patch, but we'll see him at the sale barn. That's Rocky over at Premier. He's next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find uh, what another berry picker is all about, and that's a Rocky over at Premier Livestock and Withy, and it's a family tradition for you guys, too. Get out in the berry patch, huh? 
Yep, yep, it is. We do. We take the kids out every year, and like you said about the sampling, I heard you saying that. I'm like, yeah, we probably eat more than we uh, take home in the bucket. <laughs> uh, that's, you- that's a good thing. I think the uh, the folks that provide those strawberries are well aware of the, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? You don't call it loss, but <laughs> you call it... Caring. What is it? It's the alternating carrying of those berries home. There you go. The alternate way to carry berries home in your belly. That's a good way. Well, build it into the price. I think they do. I think they do. Well, what do we got going on? It's Thursday already. How things been going over at Premier Rocky? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Uh, we did have a lighter run of dairy cattle with one small herd dispersal. We sold 150 head of dairy cattle. Uh, field work obviously being the top priority for sellers and buyers. Uh, top Supreme Fresh cows brought 1,800 to 2,200. Many other good cows brought 1,200 to 1,775. Top spring and heifers 13 to 1,800. Lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers 1,275 and down. Next week, we got two dairy cattle auctions. Tuesday, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Last month, we had 900 heifers. Uh, this uh, sale, we're expecting about 500. We got open bread and springing heifers. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers, you definitely want to be a part of this auction. Then Wednesday, uh, we got a complete herd dispersal of 100 Holstein cows. Uh, that herd does have 30 crossbred cows in it as well. 65-pound average, 4-1 butterfat, 3-5 protein 225 cell count uh they're all tie stall cows also several other good sets of springing cows and heifers uh full details on our website at premier livestock and auctions.com questions give us a call at premier 715-229-2500 uh don't forget machinery auction is going to come up here real quick we get a couple rain days get your equipment in here june 17th the date uh equipment needs to be in uh and uh for advertising deadlines anyway may 31st, unless you made uh, prior arrangements with us. Uh, lots and lots of nice items coming in daily. We do have a lot of pictures on our website. Um, like I said, there will be general information on our website as soon as it goes up on the online portion of Equipment Facts. Uh, we'll have more detailed information. But if there's a piece of equipment you got questions on, uh, certainly give us a call. So that is the way it's shaped up, Bob. I know we're a ways out, but uh, what's the plan over at Premier for Memorial Day Monday? Uh, we will be closed. Uh, the office will be closed. The yards will be closed. No sale. Uh, but we will have somebody there at the facility taking in uh, equipment and uh, livestock for Tuesday. All day or later in the afternoon? Or uh, I, believe, I believe we're going to run 8 to 5. You will. Okay. So that will be yep. on Monday Memorial Day, and we'll remind folks of that as it gets a little closer. All right, sir. Well, get your berry pails out, and away you go. All right, I think I'm going to go buy some at the grocery store now we've been talking. Anyway. <laughs> They're not quite as fresh, but we're going to go get some. I got, you know, I was just in my freezer last night, yesterday, and I thought, what am I going to have? And I saw another bag, and I always bring them home, I freeze, I detassel them, and then I wash them, and I put them on a cookie sheet and freeze them. So they're individually frozen, put them in a bag, freezer bag, and then I bring them out and thaw them out, and then I get the potato masher out and mash them down, and oh, they are so good over Strawberry shortcake with ice cream. Man, oh, man, I'm hungry now. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, you made me hungry. I'm going to go get some breakfast. All right, you go do that. We'll talk to you later. See you, Bob. All right, there's Rocky. Okay, we've got, uh, well, let's check our weather this morning, shall we? And then we'll get to some uh, local news. But do we go over into the weather room? Because Mike Dandrea is with us over there from Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Are you a strawberry picker? Oh, you better believe it. And uh, now you guys made me hungry, too. So uh, I've got to wait a little bit for my breakfast. But, man, oh, man, I'm drooling over here. You know, the problem is with uh, you being on, as you heard, if you were listening, but the berry patch is open about 6 o'clock in the morning. And oh. you're previously engaged, and so you can't do that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. But, ah, well. But we'll maybe find somebody that'll pick you a pail of berries yeah maybe i can uh, enjoy the benefits of it that's, at least without putting in the work right well that's all right that's even a, that's a <laughs> yeah. double bonus right there <laughs> man oh man but uh tell you, they say the, the season with all this weather we had in april cold and foggy and dreary and everything else uh, berries are on schedule 
we going to get any sunshine to bring them along here the next few days? Well, for today, we'll start off with some sunshine, but it won't last very long as we'll have some clouds move in throughout the mid-morning and uh, even cause some showers early in the afternoon. But uh, later this afternoon and into the evening, that's when we start to see chances for some strong to potentially some severe thunderstorms, too. Now, the biggest threats going into this afternoon are some large hail and some damaging winds, and we can't rule out the possibility of a tornado. So this afternoon, you are going to want to stay sky aware. Otherwise, those chances for showers and thunderstorms linger through the evening and into the overnight. Now, going into tomorrow morning, slight chance of a few showers, maybe a thunderstorm in the early morning hours. But otherwise, starting off in the clouds and uh, giving away to more sunshine in the afternoon, but that's going to start a cool down. Our highs tomorrow getting into those upper 60s. We'll have some clouds hanging around for a Friday night as we dip to those mid-40s. But going into Saturday, that's when we really hit the peak of that cool down with our highs really only topping out in the mid-50s and uh, mostly cloudy conditions for Saturday. Now going into Saturday night, we have a slight chance of a few showers, otherwise mainly cloudy. Our lows getting into those low 40s and uh, reaching those upper 30s too. So if you do have any just plants in a a garden out there, you may want to have those covered going into Saturday night and even Sunday night too because we have a slight chance of some showers early on Sunday, but otherwise partly sunny, still hanging out in those mid to upper 50s Sunday night. Dipping to those mid to upper 30s once again for our lows. Starting off Monday with plenty of sunshine, but not much relief in temperatures. Still only topping out in those low 60s. And by Tuesday, we have a chance of showers and hanging out in the mid-60s once again. But for now, you can call this the calm before the storm. We have some clear conditions and a temperature of 48 degrees. You expect an area wide? How wide an area with that heavy weather? Well, the best chance of that is down towards parts of uh, Pepin, Buffalo, Trempolo County, stretching down towards La Crosse. But the rest of us are still under a level two risk. So that does mean that we can all see some scattered uh, strong to severe storms later this afternoon as well. All right. We'll keep an eye out for it. It's 48 right now, huh? Yeah, so it's a little chilly out there, but really it's it's pretty much on par with where we should be. But after last week's heat, we're kind of spoiled. Boy, I guess so. I was going to ask you, when 70s and 80s, when are they coming back? Uh, well, not for, uh, not for at least the forecast period. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, sir. Well, we'll uh, let you go and be careful. A little fog out there, I understand, too. Yeah, if you're, uh, especially in areas out towards the east, want to be a little careful and maybe give yourself some extra time heading out the door. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather as we're uh, about 23 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to the newsroom. Mother Nature is over there with us, also known as Morgan McCarthy. And uh, you're a gardener and like to eat natural foods and things like that. You got a strawberry patch? I can tell you, we have strawberry patch. And that was my first job was picking at strawberry fields. And if anybody has done that, you know that your hands are pink and pruney as the sun comes up. Because you have to get out there early and it's still dewy and wet and you got to get down there. But the nice thing about it when you're, you know, like on the farm and you got a strawberry patch, it's more fun to lick your fingers after you've been working with the strawberries than if you've been in the barn or someplace like that. That's right. You learn that quick. That's a one-time <laughs> mistake, I think, for most people. That's for sure. But uh, you guys you guys have a strawberry patch? Yeah, you we have, picking? Yep, we keep some strawberries yeah. in the garden. And uh, it's always nice. They taste the best fresh out. There's no there's no beating that. Oh, for that's sure. for sure. The yeah. birds tend to think the same, well, though. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> that's what they invented nets for. Well, what's going on? Well, plenty in the area. And we'll start with 715 headlines. Good morning. Now, here's what we're learning today. An update with a case in Eau Claire County's former DA could lose a law license for a few months because of behavior on the job. The Office of Lawyer Regulation is asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to suspend Gary King's license for at least nine months. The request comes after a report into King's behavior while working as a DA. Now, a number of staffers said he sexually harassed women in his office and often appeared drunk on the job. King resigned in July of last year, just steps ahead of an investigation from Governor Evers' office though he's denied those claims against him. In Milwaukee, the suspects for the mass shooting continue to add up. Prosecutors yesterday filed charges against three men for roles in last Friday's shooting that injured 16. The new charges include conspiracy to commit aggravated battery and seven counts of first-degree reckless injury. We look into other headlines in an update out of Dunn County about who they searched the Red Cedar River for. The missing man has been identified as 23-year-old Louis Burgos, though he's not yet been found. And crews will continue to return to the Red Cedar on that search.
Switching gears into other headlines, one of Wisconsin's congressmen is among those that are asking the federal government to stop agribusiness mergers. Madison Democrat Mark Pocan introduced the Food and Agribusiness Merger Moratorium and Antitrust Review Act. It would prevent big farm and food companies from combining as he's blaming consolidation among farm and food companies for price spikes and the country's baby formula shortage, saying that Congress must do more to help customers afford basics that they need. And we all know about how to work through and weave through a corn maze when it comes fall. But there will be a little bit of a change as we see now that it will be hemp instead of corn at one maze in Illinois. The Great Godfrey Corn Maze is going to be cut into a field of sun hemp. The village's board approved the change after last year's corn crop did not grow tall enough to be able to put on the popular annual fall event outside of St. Louis. Crews are set to begin preparing the field for the maze over the next few weeks. I'm Mark Mayfield. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Doesn't that paint all kinds of pictures in your mind about what that hemp maze might look like and the activity that might go on they halfway better, through? They better make it easy to get out of. Uh, <laughs> it's like TSA when you go through the airports. The TSA, you know, checks you for metals and liquids mm-hmm. and all that stuff. These these guys at these mazes are going to be checking guys for these for uh, cigarette papers. Going to have to get a pat down before yeah. you go in. Yeah. You yeah. can't go in there if you got uh, cigarette papers. You know, you roll your own. Yeah, you know, just making sure. Yeah. Oh, it'll be a fun to see what kind of response they get. Yeah, absolutely. Something different at uh, least, right? Every, at the end of every day, they'll have to go in and uh, drag a few of them out because they've enjoyed the maze a little too much. Let's just say the lost and found box could look interesting <laughs> at the end of it, right? I think so. Uh, stories galore. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right. Morgan McCarthy. And more fun picking strawberries and going through that maze. Well, for some of us anyway. I don't know. But, well, we better get on with it. Let's, <laughs> before Jill gets in trouble here this morning. <laughs> But uh, we do have more news to come up with. And uh, speaking of controlled substances, we've got uh, that going on. If you see small yellow planes flying around early in the morning from now through July, they have a purpose. They're spraying a controlled, they're spraying to control spongy moth, formerly known as gypsy moth. From now through July, they will spray a non-toxic compound designed to control spongy moth caterpillars in Barron Bayfield, Buffalo Burnett, Chippewa Crawford, Don Eau Claire, Grant LaCrosse, Lafayette, Pepin, Rusk, Taylor, Trempolo, Vernon, and Washburn counties. All right, and they say they get out about 5 o'clock in the morning, so they might be flying around right now in your area. And, of course, this is getting to be the season when lots of scholarships are presented, and we get notices of that. We try to share what we can, and 19 deserving individuals are going to share $27,000 in scholarships from Farm First Dairy Cooperative this year. Tenth year they've done this. Now, the uh, scholarship winners from our area, Casey Anderson from Mindoro, Elaine Artak from Greenwood, also Emma Bangart from over at Stratford, Brittany Bauer of Marshfield, Emily Biddleman from over at Westfield, also Brady Danke from uh, from Augusta, uh, Grace Kling from Taylor, Kelsey Kreklau of Stetsonville, Mary Lewandowski of Hatley, Jacob Matika from Rib Lake, also uh, Ian Ryle from uh, Rail from the Edgar area. Pronounce that wrong, Ian. I apologize, but uh, bottom line is you'll get your check, and that's more important anyway. So congratulations to all those young people receiving scholarship from Farm First Dairy Cooperative and all the other folks that uh, distribute scholarships in our area. We'll have more coming up. What time is it? Almost a quarter to six here at Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we are going to get to the markets here in a moment. But first of all, the Miracle League of the Chippewa Valley, which is a, a wonderful, wonderful program, where they have a special field here up on the, uh, well, on the west side of Eau Claire, off of Jeffers Road. And again, this is uh, a tremendous, it's for kids that are challenged mentally, physically, but they want a chance to play baseball, and the families can bring them in, and they do. They have a wonderful field that's uh, all artificial, and it's just great. And the kids come from Ladysmith, Black River Falls, Nielsville, 
It's that important. And so there's a fundraiser coming up, the first annual golf outing, first time they've ever done it. It's this Saturday, and it's $75 per person, registration at 9, 10 o'clock, a shotgun start, and they have room for a couple of more teams. So if you'd like to get involved in this, call Pine Meadow Golf Course, the Pine Meadow Course number, 715-832-6011. And again, they've got a spots for a couple of teams left, but it's all a fundraiser. Then they'll have raffles and, uh, and some fun over there at Pine Meadow. It's just the, the little short par three course, but it is coming up this Saturday, the first annual golf outing to support the Miracle League of the Chippewa Valley, and if you've uh, got the time and the inclination, do it. Good stuff. Britt, or Britt, Jill, where are we going? I don't know why I called you Britt. Oh, boy. Where are we going for the markets? Well, we're going to head on over to Barron Equity and hear from a new voice of Robert. Fed cattle, choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 134. High-yielding choice Holstein steers, 120 to 130. Choice Holstein steers, 110 to 119. Unfinished steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Cow cows, top 20% sold from 80 to 86 for the top 86.50. 60% sold from 68 to 79. Bottom 20% sold from 67 and down. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves, 50 to 100. Light and poor quality calves, 45 and down. Beef calves, 115 to 212.50. Our next sheep and goat sale is Saturday, May 21st with a beef sale to follow, 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to the farm and look at your livestock, please call 715-210-6187. Thank you and have a good day. Almost 10 minutes before 6, we've got more markets to go to in the sale barns. Where are we going next, Jill? We're going to head on down to Sparta Equity and hear from Scott Herman. Slaughter cow mark was steady today with 20% of cows, 75 to 85 Sixty percent of the cows sold sixty to seventy-five, and twenty percent of the cows sold fifty-nine and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with most bulls ninety to a dollar. Cannon utility bulls eighty-nine and down. Fed cattle were steady to strong today, with a choice overnight beef steers and heifers one forty to one forty-eight. Select a choice beef steers and heifers one twenty-five to one thirty-nine. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 139. Your choice and prime overnight Holstein steers, 128 to 135. Your choice Holstein steers, 115 to 127. And a standard select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 114 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar thirty. Your Holstein heifer calves, ten to eighty. And the beef calves, 170 to 250. Just a reminder, Thursday, we're having the tested bull sale in Sparta. With the tested bull sale starting at noon, followed by a small dairy herd at after, and uh, followed by the feeder cattle. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, May 18th. Have a great day. And let's get to more markets. We head over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Bob, and a good morning to you. Well, first of all, before we uh, begin here, uh, of course, folks are out and about know this, but it's uh, kind of foggy, pretty foggy, so I think it's uh, getting better than it was, say, a half hour ago. So just be careful. Be aware of that if you if you have not ventured out yet. So. All right. Well, yeah, that's good information, and uh, it's thicker in some places. Well, tell us what's been going on at Stratford. I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, at Equity Stratford. First of all, on the feeder cattle sale yesterday, uh, lighter weight beef steers on a, on a lighter supply, but the lighter weight cattle we're selling. These are the beef steers now, mostly from uh, uh, 128 to 168. Heavier beef steers, uh, those were from 107 to 133. On the beef heifers, lighter weight beef heifers, mostly from 115 to 160. Heavier beef heifers, $1.18 to $1.40. Holstein steers yesterday, about all weights of the Holsteins were selling between 90 and $1.12. Uh, 
Cove, Holstein Feeder Steers, these are. Now we'll get into the market auction yesterday, our cull cows yesterday, fully steady, high-yielding Holstein cows, selling from 78 to 90, extreme top, extreme top in the cow market yesterday here at Stratford at $95 on a high-yielding beef cow. Most of the cows, your average cows, are selling between 60 and 76, thinner, lighter cars, lighter carcass cows below the 60 money. On the Fed cattle market yesterday, a very strong market on the Holstein steers. Choice grading Holsteins from $1.12 to $1.25. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from $1.26 to a top of $1.35.5. Select grading steers under finished cattle, $1.08 and below. A bull market yesterday, better quality bulls, mostly from $90 up to $1.11. Lighter bulls below $85. Uh, different story on the calf market yesterday. Uh, calf market just kind of fell out of bed yesterday. These good quality Osteen bull calves, much, much lower, 40 to $90. Heifer calves, very limited demand, 30 and below. Beef calves, uh, also much lower yesterday, mostly from a dollar to a dollar eighty. Our Thursday auction today does start at 11. Market auction today, market cows, fed cattle, bulls, baby calves today, about 12, 1230. Don't forget, uh, next week, our next dairy sale will be May 24th. Uh, a lot of good information on that uh, sale on our website, uh, complete herd dispersal. So you guys take a look at that. A uh, lot of information on that, like I mentioned, and you can we'll have more to say about that tomorrow because I know Bob's running behind. So mm-hmm. we'll, send it, we'll send it back to you, Bob. But again, folks, drive careful, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry over there at the... Uh... Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets. Let's wrap up the sale barns. Going over to Tree mm-hmm. Livestock in Thorpe. And Michelle is with us over there. Are you in a fog this morning, Michelle? No, it's sunny here. Is it really? Good for you. Well, see, the sun shines in Thorpe all the time. That's a good thing. See? Absolutely. It is a good thing. It really is a good thing. How good was the market last night? All right, I'll tell you all about it. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sell from Wednesday, May 18th, at Tureen Livestock Market in the Slaughter Market. 81% of the cows sold from 64 and above. Market cows were 78 to 85. Low yielding cows, 64 to 77. Thin and weak cows, 60 and lower. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 120 to 136. Selects were 118 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Helsing bull calves sold from $70 to $100 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $40 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $30 per head. Beef beef cross calves for the week were 85 to 300 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 49 to 65 and a half. Boars were 25 and down. Our next will be Monday, May 23rd. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the veteran livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. You have a great day. Have a great weekend. You too. Gosh darn it. The sun would be out more and no rain. It'd be great. Oh, it would be, but uh, we can't we can't beg too much now. Oh, come on. It's it's going to be June. I know we it. We had no spring. I know, I know it. We had no spring right We're in begging. the summer. I know it. Well, you keep beg, you beg for both fall. of us. All right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> All right, take care. There she goes. That's Michelle at Treen Livestock. Taking a look at the rest of our Synergy Co-op Market Report. Overnight, Board of Trade, corn down two for seven seventy nine for that July contract. Oats up a penny, six forty three. Wheat down fourteen, twelve sixteen. Soybeans up seven at sixteen sixty nine, and the meal up a dollar sixty at four fifteen sixty. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location is at seven seventeen, and soybeans are at sixteen thirteen. Doomer's Grain and Pullman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at 738 with soybeans at 1632. On the DTN screen, corn at the elevators down about 20 cents today. Soybeans down 7 at Arcadia. Golden Plump 751 on the corn. Baldwin Mondo.